Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host Valerie, and sometime co-host Miss Purrington. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at Comedy Wham or on our Comedy Wham Facebook page. Please rate and review us on iTunes if you are listening to this podcast. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, a calendar feature, and live shows featuring the best in Austin comedy in all its shapes and formats. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Today, I'm talking to the, the former Black Star Co-op Board of Directors, President and Current Secretary. He, uh, he is, all right, we're just going to say it now. He's not a comic, but you can see him at all the shows all over Austin on any given night. And he is such a beloved comedy fan in Austin that the Velve, uh, our beloved the Velveeta Room, has a drink named after him. And even though you won't get to see him on stage, I have uh, invited him today because this is a special treat where we're going to just geek out about comedy uh, with a hardcore fan. And because this is the four-year anniversary of Comedy Wham! Presents and my 150th interview, I wanted to geek out about comedy with somebody. So now Comedy Wham! Presents our guest, Marcus Wilson. Oh, hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hi. Absolutely. That's Uh, exciting. So I I deviated a little bit from the usual formula because our very first episode and every anniversary since has had something to do with Sure Thing. Because Sure Thing is precisely why I got into comedy in Austin. That's great. Yeah. From Austin uh, Java Days and mm -hmm, stuff. The Austin Java Days, exactly. And without them in my life, we wouldn't be sitting here today, so I thought uh, I wanted to mix it up a little bit this year, but then uh, everybody who listens, stay tuned, because Brendan called me out on it. He was like, <laughs> hey, usually we're involved with the anniversary episode, <laughs> you know, in that, that sweet, funny way that Brendan has yeah. of, you know, kind of yeah. like ribbing you, but, you know, a little grain of truth, so this is yeah. going to be a two-part anniversary. Oh, is it BKO? <laughs> Yeah, BKO. Marcus, not only are you a huge fan of comedy, but you actually listen to this podcast, which is, you know, a treat when I run into somebody that actually (laughs) listens. Um, So you know the drill. You know the icebreaker question that's coming your way. I do. And just because you're not a comic, you're not exempt. So one word to describe your past. Oh, I thought about this. I thought it was... uh... It's hedonistic. It's probably the word I was thinking. Hedonistic. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to explain that. Oh, of course. So, oh, let's see. So I've had from like 18 to 21, 22, I just tried like every, anybody that comes out and knocks on your door, they'd say, hey, do you want to join our religion? I'd say, yeah, sure. (laughs) And then I'd get, so I was super wound up. Uh And so after that, I said, no. That's not for me. And so then I just said, well, what? I kind of start the day and say, what do I want to do? And then mm-hmm. I just kind of do that. Or I just, what feels good? And I just go do that. Uh-huh. And I just, I just try and avoid, I just avoid drugs and gambling, like hard drugs and gambling. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So 
I've gotten into, you know, I've done a bunch of dumb, dumb things, you know. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up moving to, I tried to move to Houston and didn't have a job or anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so then I just ended up sleeping Sweet. under a bench for a couple of weeks uh-huh. before I moved home and I was like, oh, I can't, can't pull this off. Uh-huh. And so yeah, I just kind of, uh, uh, have, have just wandered around and done whatever, you know, just lived that kind of. Yeah. Like a little chase. nomadic life. Yeah, just kind of chasing the, yeah, just chase what, you know, do what feels good kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's not a bad philosophy. Oh, no. It, I, I simmered down a little bit, uh-huh. you know, about 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was, it was a little too, yeah. too wild. Are you from Austin? Oh, no. I'm from, I'm from a small town on the coast in, in if Texas in Matagorda County called Palacious, Texas. Okay. Shout out to Palacious. <laughs> it's a, it's actually, it's supposed to be pronounced Palacios, but, no, it's one of those things where everyone who's from there just calls it Palacious, so that's what it's called now. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it's on the Tres Palacios River, and there's a little bay there. Hmm. So it's a little shrimping town. It's ah. pretty great. So upper, lower coast? Oh, sorry. Because yeah, I don't it's, know where Matt oh, yeah. County is. So, <laughs> you, you know, you think, you would think I would have all of them memorized. Yeah, you know. Be- I'm Beto not Beto. Went through, yeah, yeah, I'm not Beto. But uh, Matagor- it's it's... Pretty much right in between uh, Corpus and Houston, where okay. 71 ends. If you follow 71 east, mm-hmm. it ends in Matagorda County, just a couple miles outside of town. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's our geography lesson yeah. we're going to cover yeah. it all today. Texas is great. <laughs> Texas is huge. But yeah, that's the that's the home yeah. stretch. That's where my parents still live. Okay. So. And growing up, since you, well, maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't until after you started following these different, uh, you know, fly by the seat of your pants interests Mm -hmm. uh were you into comedy at all growing up or is that something that developed uh, more recently well uh let's see so when we when my brother and i were little i have two brothers but when my little brother and i were little we were how old were we we had been sorry i'm counting back (laughs) we would have been uh in Probably right around uh, second grade, uh, when I was in second grade, we my we didn't have cable. So Palacios is a little town, and cable television hadn't been brought to the city in the nineties. It didn't. It got there oh, wow. in like the nineties. So wow. So because of that, uh-huh. my grandmother sent my mom would send us VHS tapes. She'd recorded of like HBO or Showtime or whatever, just an hour or two of of TV. Yeah. For the kids to watch. Oh. And so. The first, we had a, a tape we watched a bunch. It was Bill Cosby's special, uh, Bill Cosby as himself, uh-huh. and He-Man's Masters of the Universe, and, uh, uh, was it like, uh, John Walsh Street Smart Kids. And so, because it had the Street Smart Kids on it, my mom would let us watch it, but we would just watch all three things over and over oh and over again. Gosh. So I watched Bill Cosby a lot when I was little. Uh-huh. And then, in high school, my parents were tricked into renting uh, Eddie Murphy Raw, <laughs> and so, so my parents, as soon as they started playing, they're like, "Oh, you guys go to bed." And then, so then we would hide and we'd listen uh-huh. to it, like hide behind the couch and listen to the. Uh-huh. And so that was, so that was our first, my first experience with uh-huh. like stand up exposure to that. Yeah. And then from there, it was kind of like I would watch it occasionally, but usually it was just something that would. I never considered seeing it live before mm. until 2017, I think, 2016. That recently? Yeah, I, I um, 
So until, so I'd been, I was in a long-term relationship until 2013. Okay. So in 2013, so from 2004, late 2004, like 2005 or so, till 2013, I was in this relationship. And so I was living in the suburbs, mm. just went to work. And sure. I've had the same job forever, but it's for like, this. that's why I kind of settled down. I've got a stable job, but I got a job. And then all of a sudden it was, uh, I was in the suburbs and it was just kind of like, go home, watch TV, eat some microwave, you know, eat yeah. food, go to sleep, go to work. It was very, sure, sure. it was such a boring and boring life, but it was like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, <laughs> that's not, that's not actually accurate though. So what happened was after, uh, after I kind of chilled out on that, I was like, okay. Um, I We broke up. I got really sad. So I started going to Blackstar. That's where I got involved with them because okay. I was like, oh, I'll just go to drinking. this. Yeah, drinking. <laughs> drinking is a great coping mechanism. Yes. And it's like, oh, it's a cooperative and all the cooperative principles and stuff. like I, Co-ops and workers' rights and all of that stuff yeah. really resonates with me. But so I was there and I was drinking. And then um, after I would started doing the board stuff and, and talking to people, I was like, um, what was it? What did I do? Oh, Master Pancake Theater ah. that's at the Alamo Draft House. Um, they are, they're closely affiliated. I, I think they're, it's like an independent thing, but they're closely affiliated. They, I don't think they do the show anywhere else, really. Right. Um, but it's a, it's a, like an MST3K type show that mm-hmm. they do live. And so I was, I went with one of my friends to one of those shows and I was like, wow. This is really fun, and they had they have different guests on, and they they're like, hey, this, you can see me perform, blah blah blah, and I was like, oh, I can see comedy live in Austin because uh-huh. I didn't know anything. You had I was no like, no idea. I had no idea, <laughs> and so I went and I sat there and I, I searched around online, and uh-huh. I was like, I saw comedy. Wham was there, Last Gas was there, and uh, a couple other stuff, and I was like, oh, where can I go? And at the time, I'd also decided I'm going to switch to not driving. I was tired of driving because I'd lived in the suburbs for so long. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you drive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very excited, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to <laughs> meter myself. <laughs> the suburbs was such a long drive mm-hmm. that I would just be, I would just sit there and I was just, I, I don't want to drive anymore. So I started riding bus everywhere. So I was like, I need a comedy venue that's off of the bus line that I can get to mm-hmm. and that's not too late. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. And I, I searched and I searched. And sure enough, there was a playpen and sandbox with Rob Gang. And I was like, oh. oh, hey, it's available. And I was, I read, I searched around for it. Best. It was like, oh, man, I love Rob. He's great. Uh-huh. And so then it was like, oh, okay. So I went and I was like, well, I didn't know what an open mic was or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, playpen. So I went and I showed up and it was pay what you want. So I just walked in and I, I put a couple of bucks in the bucket uh-huh. and I just went and watched it. It was like, wow, this is really <laughs> interesting because I went and I saw that and then I saw Sandwich and it was just like a totally new experience. Yeah. It was, it's it's kind of like, I'd, I'd compare it, to, if you only watched comedy like on TV, going to see it live, it's like the microwave, TV is the microwave TV dinner version of comedy. Mm-hmm. And so if you actually go to see a show and see somebody live, it's almost always a hundred percent better. It's always much more, f- it's, if it's fresh, it's really good. Yeah. 
but at the same time, it's kind of the same thing. If you go and you see, like, since I go to shows like every day, if you see this, if something, if a joke gets, a joke can get old and then it's just like, if you got served something that's old and you're like, like, what is this? (laughs) It's like, it's like there's eyes on this potato, you know, but, but if you get the TV dinner version of it, Uh it's always this, it's like a 10 year old, you know, if you watch, you watch an old Dave Chappelle's better old. If you watch anybody who's not canceled old specials, it's like, oh man, this is, <laughs> it's like, this is, this is a trip because it's like almost, it's like the same, it's delivered exactly the same. The audience reaction is exactly, mm-hmm. you know, everything's mm-hmm. all the same. And so it's just, so anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent, yeah, but no. I, that's what started the whole thing was mm-hmm. I went and saw Rob and I talked to Rob and I was like, asked him about it. And uh, actually I didn't ask him about it. I went probably like a month. Just every week I would go there. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. And so then I went and I I asked Rob where to go to see shows. And he, uh, what did he mention? I think what happened was, oh, I've, I've got a piece here. So I saw I was going there. Somebody that was on Sandbox mentioned Punch. Mm. So then that's Matt Bearden's show at Cap City Comedy Club. Yeah. So... I went and saw Punch. When I went and saw Punch, Ariel Isaac Norman was on Punch, and she mentioned a podcast that she had been running for a while. Her and Jared McCorkle, who's in New York now, yeah, yeah. they ran a podcast called Leading the Blind. Mm-hmm. You can still find it on iTunes. It's uh, it's quite they, good. It's really good, but it's it's there there aren't any new episodes, I don't think. But no. but it's really good, and I went and I just listened to that, and that kind of is what gave me insight because it was they interviewed all the who's who mm-hmm. but they didn't they don't just interview them they ask them it's kind of leading the blinds that podcast that's like comedy whams like let's interview and find out more about the people mm-hmm. uh leading the blind was more like hey you do comedy how do you do it better or how do you how right. does the business part work and that part is i'm always curious about how things work and what mm-hmm. they do and why they work the way they do. And so this was, it was like, oh, this is perfect. So Matt Bearden has a, a terrific episode. If you, if, if you, <laughs> if you want to know Austin comedy history, you yeah. talk to Matt Bearden or listen to some of his old interviews and, mm-hmm. or even on not the comedy web, they're, they're just great. Yeah. That, he's really the, good. The one here was very good insight into the, into the yeah. history. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. He's, he's, a, he, it's great. We're lucky he's still, he's yeah. still around. We're lucky he got kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. But, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, so saw her show, got the podcast, listened to that a podcast, mm-hmm. and so then I knew the names of people, talked to Rob, and Rob said, and Rob mentioned, oh yeah, Mike the door guy at the Velveeta Room, you you know he's great. He like talked about him or mentioned him, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, and so then I was like, I don't know where this is, so I just wandered <laughs> down. I just walked, I, and, and being a sub, being somebody recently oh, moved back to the city from the suburbs. I was oh. like, I have no idea what's going to happen, oh, but <laughs> we'll go down here. And so I went and I wandered around, uh-huh. and sure enough, there I found it. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Hey, are you Mike?" And he's like, "Are you a comic?" And I was like, "No, I'm just. <laughs> I just heard your name on a podcast." He's like, "Like ten bucks," <laughs> and, he, and then he he just kind of like kicks you off. And so I was like, "Oh, perfect." And uh, oh man, so was it that I saw? I think it was. I think Rob was featuring mm-hmm. or something or hosting on this show, and so that's yeah. why I ended up going. But, yeah. oh, man. So, yeah, that started it. And then uh, as soon as I started, as soon as that happened, that kind of kicked off where um, 
I since I talked to Rob and got Facebook friends with him, and then as soon as Facebook kind of was the catalyst where it was like once I talked to people, yeah, then okay, you start talking to people, you network, and just like everything, and you start networking, all of a sudden, boom, it's like oh, you're connected to this whole network of yeah. people, and then it's like okay, where are the shows being posted? And it's like oh, we'll go to Alaska, mm-hmm. and it's like you go to Alaska, oh. Here's a calendar, and it's like, oh, now I have a full calendar right. of things to do. And for a while, I was going a little too hard, where I would go to like running from show to show and try yeah. and see like two or three shows at a night. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it's a it bit was, brutal. I mean, that's festival season yeah. for me. Is you know, when the festival festivals are going on, I'm racing to maximize the number of shows. Mm-hmm. You uh, want to, you want to see. You, it's just, it's so great to see everyone and see the yeah. new stuff, and, and yeah, it's. It's kind of it's kind of like chasing technology where you're like, oh man, what's the new thing? Mm-hmm. What's the what are they going to think of next? What yeah. are they going to say? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so now I think with with that knowledge, uh, we can Sorry. start. <laughs> no, uh, we could start. There was there was something that you said earlier that I'm I was like, oh, I want to geek out about that. Mm. Uh, and I don't think this was it, but I I I do you know since this is a little bit of a retrospective. When Leading the Blind showed up in my feed, because I love Ariel. I've interviewed her twice. Um, Probably need to have her on a third time because she's just, you know, keeps doing newer and and better things. Um, When I, uh, when I saw that she was doing this podcast, I was freaked out because at the time, Comedy Wham, the podcast was still newish. And so I wasn't really sure of what, you know. You didn't want a competitor. I didn't want a competitor. (laughs) Uh, but then I started listening to it and I started realizing, okay, I'm, I'm able to, to get guests. People, people aren't trashing comedy wham. So maybe there's a place for both of us. And then I, it started to dawn on me that their podcast was more of, okay, how do you become better? What are the, you know, the tricks of the trade? Whereas right. I really just want to have a conversation and, and get to know people. Right. Uh, I feel like since leading the blind ended, I have a little bit more latitude to go into some of those areas now, but I don't, I still think it's just a conversation to get to know people. Oh yeah. I, I, that's what, that's what I think too. I think, uh, I feel like leading the blind was a, was a great project, um, that, that kind of touched on or, or was, was educational. And it was kind of, mm-hmm. since, since they interviewed people, the thing that I liked was that there was it wasn't just the local kind of mm-hmm. when people came through town they would yeah. talk to them and so you could get different insight right one of the things that's hardest for people to talk about is money and yeah. getting paid and she so she blew the doors open on that well she didn't she didn't care it was cuz it's it's kind of this open joke it's like oh you know you know two drink tickets or yeah. or you know get a meal or something and it's like and that's like kind of the standard mm-hmm. rate but i think that that's really where uh that show and just in general, it's it kind of approaches this thing where it's like it's a, in a perfect. If you look at it like a professional setup, or if you try and look mm-hmm. at it from the business side, you get a whole different view of it. It's like the LinkedIn to the the Facebook. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's so yeah. So I I definitely think that the two podcasts can would coexist. There's definitely room for other kind of interview shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like a. Uh, um, George Anthony has a a podcast where they interview and talk about stuff, right. um, and it's like, and I think that that's and that's willful ignorance. Willful, willful yeah. ignorance, yeah. 
And so they have they have theirs, and they post like on they post on YouTube, and they yeah. have video and and stuff like that, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I think there's you know there's thousands and thousands of podcasts that right. do similar things, and I think that so anyway, I, I think this podcast is great. So yeah. I love well, Scott. <laughs> that's why I had you on because I knew you would you know pat my back. But oh. no. <laughs> Speaking of Pat, uh, uh, Pat, Pat Dean. Dean, the worst person uh in austin comedy no best bartender in austin best bartender in austin that's right he like legit he was nominated he didn't win i thought he won no a legitimate bartender sorry you're you're, you're not a legitimate yeah (laughs) uh you must have spent enough time at the valve that he he felt like you deserved your own drink (laughs) that was Oh, that was the so funny. The first time I went in, I saw that, you know, because I know you and I know how much of a fan you are, I'm like, you know, there was no question because it's just called The Marcus. <laughs> There's no question who that was named after. Oh. So, so the, that's a, that's a, a fun kind of silly thing. So those, so the drink specials there, uh, a little, uh, thing there is. For the first few years I went there, there was like the J.R. Brow. There were a few drinks, and they were named after other. They were named after comics, uh-huh. and then uh, when Pat took over from Mario Giorgio, um, they changed some of the drink special names, uh-huh. and then they had like the Scarlet Disaster and Trash Mouth, which were references to like Christina Parrish and Amber Bixby, I think, uh-huh. and stuff like. And so I was like, "Oh, this is funny," and so I was like, "Oh, this is great," <laughs> and uh, so it was funny. But then it was like, "Oh." It'd been, I don't know, a year or a couple, you know, it'd been a while. I was like, oh, we need some more drink specials. Mm. And there were a bunch that were passed or tossed around. Uh Um, And for, man, it's funny how how it's hard to keep track of time, especially at a bar. (laughs) But (laughs) but, uh, at at the Velvina room, they have a a Miller High Life Pony, which is the little eight-ounce bottle or the little... I don't know. It's eight ounce, four ounce. It's this little tiny bottle. Yeah. It's very cute, and you don't normally see it anywhere. And they are uh, they are typically one dollar, um, which makes them attractive to me. Uh-huh. So I was <laughs> I would often I'd often get a uh, a shot a shot of whiskey, uh-huh. and then that, and then I would come in and I would just get that like okay, you know, I'm Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, and I'm there, you know, you know, four four or five hours. So you know, you drink like. You know, one or two an hour, and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, you drank. You know, so I, I had it. I'm making a dozen of these a week for this one guy, wow. and so it's like, oh man. So, uh, so that yeah, that's kind of where that, that. I think that's why it's there. Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, that's great. I I I love that place. Uh, Lindsay is, and uh, and uh, uh, Mike are good people. Yeah, yeah. Mike's. A, Mike's a trip. It's like our Michael Park. He's yeah. uh he's he's a trip. He's he is great. They interviewed him on uh they have a Patreon. Pat Pat has a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but he has a uh a podcast. Oh, I learned nothing. Yes. Yeah. Uh so the I learned like, no- I know that, that they interviewed him but I can't place which one. Yeah. And I'm, by process of elimination <laughs> yeah, it's I'm like, like Oh. Yeah, you have to. It's like, well, how many goddamn podcasts? Yeah. And it's like, okay, which ones? Yeah, okay, one where he talks to people. Okay, yeah. well, which one? And so, no, Pat's great. I, yeah. I love him. So, uh, his, uh, it was, yeah, it was, he interviewed Monk Park in the, uh, so in I Learned Nothing, Ben Cholock, who went to Princeton University, yeah. is a philosophy degree, teaches Pat about 
philosophy. Mm-hmm. If you pay the Patreon, if you sign up for Patreon, then every week, in addition to the the episode where Ben teaches Pat something, Pat mm-hmm. teaches Ben something. Mm. And then that's their intro to like having guests and stuff, teach them about random stuff. And one of them, Michael Park, comes on and they talk to him. And yeah. he's he's been in Austin for decades and yeah. he has lots of cool stories. Yeah. Uh, one of my uh, most treasured memories, I, I have so many of Pat because he's just such a good guy and he's played along with so many of the dumb things that we've done. You know, my, my other podcast, uh, which, you know, resurrects once a year, Radio Tatas, he was a, a guest on that podcast for multiple times and just, you know, always played uh-huh. along and was really, really great and then came on. He's been on Comedy Wham twice and, uh, Maybe a few months after he had taken over at at the Valve, like I always think of Pat, and I think most people think of Pat as a sweetheart. Well, I don't think people think of Pat that much. Really? I'm, I'm just oh, kidding. okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm just yeah, I forget that the I mean, default is you talk trash about Pat. <laughs> yeah. No. Pat, yeah. Yeah. But I was at a show, and I I don't remember which one it was. Um, I want to say that it was Billy Wayne Davis. Uh, had come in mm-hmm. and somebody was being rowdy and I just never had seen the side of Pat. Oh, the Velvet Hammer. Was that the Velvet Hammer day? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I was like, <laughs> Pat Dean raised his voice in a way that just stunned me. Yeah. And the it- way he, like, because I figured, okay, Pat, the lovable lug. You know, he's going to call on Mike to take care of this. Oh, no, Pat yeah. took care of it. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's about six foot tall, and he's built like a, a, a bodybuilder. <laughs> he can, yeah, it's, he's usually, he's like a good door guy. Yeah. So, yeah, he would, like, scare people. Yeah, but, oh, man, the way Pat kicked out this person, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I've okay. seen, it's happened a couple times. One of the, one of my favorite ones is, there was a so during the speed mic Thursdays uh-huh. at eight uh, thirty to nine thirty drink like a comic happy hour, <laughs> but uh, but uh, at the speed mic on at uh, on Thursday nights uh, the a lot of the comics stand in the back. There's a foyer in mm-hmm. the back, and they they're supposed to wait there until their their names up on the list. And so what happens is you got twenty people standing next to each other. They start talking, yeah. and so then it just got to the point once where the audience was. The audience was being quiet. Someone was telling like a longer joke and all you heard was just the comics. And he just went, shh. And it was just like, it, it was shortly after the, the velvet hammer uh-huh. incident that you're talking about. Uh-huh. Oh, after that event, people called him the velvet hammer for a little while because uh-huh. he was, because he's such a, he's such a, 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 swat, a sweet person. Yeah. And then. He got he was mean for a second. It was yeah. like, oh man. But after that, he was like, Shh, and it was like, oh man, he got shushed. And so it's just that's I just, oh, that that it's interesting because it's like people. It's you don't. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but it's funny. It's like people. Uh, you, it's neat because people respect Pat, uh-huh. and you don't expect that when you see him. It's like, oh man! <laughs> oh poor Pat! I'm just fucking around, but yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just goofing, but yeah, no, Pat. I'm Pat's a good guy. But forward this episode to him, so yeah. he knows 
You know, yeah, the guy hey. who I have a drink named after is trash. No, Pat's, <laughs> Pat's great, but yeah, it was just <laughs> him. He commands a room, and it's yeah. like, I mean, it's great. I just, I just really, I just wanted to be able to say, like, into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah go yeah, for it, no. go for it. Um, all right, well, speaking of, of some of our favorite uh, venues, obviously, oh, yeah. the Valve is one of our favorites. Um, yeah. Uh, the Fallout Theater, which uh-huh. you must have gone seventh. at the time. When oh, I went there the a lot. Movement. Yeah, and to me, the, the resurrection that that seventh theater went Lavaca. through. Yeah, um, uh, relatively easy parking if you're smart about it. So it's really, mm-hmm. really great venue from you know logistics perspective. Oh yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, you know, they could have really uh, they they could have easily folded and and you know be been done, but the fact that I think it was five or six people who really, really loved that venue, took it under their wing, you know, invested financially. Oh yeah. I, I don't know the, the, the money side of it, but I do know that, that, that theater, that's really kind of the, it's kind of proof. That's like the proof that, you know, people not only do, not only do people like comedy, people are willing to like support it and the the Mm -hmm. arts are important to people. And it's like, yeah. This thing where it's like, hey, this is our space and we don't want to tolerate, you know, we're not going to tolerate abuse and, mm-hmm. and all and, and any kind of. Uh... Anyway, I don't want to get into I, yeah. I try and avoid the drama <laughs> kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's like we don't agree with what the new movement does and mm-hmm. what they stand for. So we're going to get rid of them because the theater isn't. The, this business, the theaters, the people in it, right, and it kind of taking over. I think, uh, anyway, yeah. all, all the people that are involved there are great. Yeah. It's like I only know I don't know everyone's name, so I don't want to be like <laughs> I don't want to just call out one particular person yeah. and be like, oh yeah, this is the reason this is yeah. so good. But well, I, I remember I had finally uh, gotten Ariel Leggett's attention and mm-hmm. interviewed her, and uh, that was her breaking news during that interview. Is that you know she along with a handful of others. Uh, yeah, I can, off memory, uh, Robert Segovia is one of them. Uh, she and Carlos Lerada, Carlos Lerada, who's, you know, somebody mm-hmm. I need to talk to uh, this He's, year. Um, oh. See, I can picture, yeah, that's why yeah. I didn't want to bring up names because <laughs> there's, I don't there's mind a si- few, sounding like an idiot. Well, there's, with, there's a couple people that, uh, who I can picture, but I'm just like, I don't know their full name. And mm. so it's like, ah, uh, yeah, that's not, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, but, yeah. so but that I'm was just... really exciting because I was already going to a lot of shows at that theater and I've gone to even more since, since it's been the fallout because it's just very open about trying new things. And, um, you know, it has, it has the, you know, the love of my, my life, sure thing, found its new home. Yeah, there, after Austin Java went away. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, were pretty much on a what seemed like a permanent hiatus. Yeah, I was. What I thought was really great. Well, that was one of the things. Whenever I first talking about Sure Thing, because mm-hmm. so, Sure Thing Records is great. They provide and they record and put yeah. out lots of comedy albums, mm-hmm. a lot of local comedy albums. You definitely should support them. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I liked was because they would record. Pretty much, I think all the Austin Java sets, they would have somebody recording mm-hmm. the, the show. And so then you could access it. Or sometimes, I know that, 
I have one CD that was like just Austin Java recordings. Yes. And the, I was the, like, yes, the compilation. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh man, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it would be so neat if that was like a, a typical thing. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just glad that they help record albums and they help get people's yeah. uh, stuff out there. Cause I, I imagine that that, that was their debut release with Sure Thing Records. That was what got them, you know, started with recording full full length albums and that compilation i imagine is so much work uh and now they're releasing i don't know half a dozen or more albums a year and it's not now it's not even just local comics it's uh nash i remember uh van poplin was you know she's a new york city comic and uh so you know it's a legit Oh legal, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they're illegit or yeah. they're. I was just I was like, oh man. I just really. Um, I remember going. That was I went to the last one at the Austin Java that mm-hmm. was there, and I was I was so sad because I just started like going to all these different shows, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh Austin Java, and the, I tried a couple times, but the parking there was garbage. Yeah, and. So I would try to get there, and I I would go, and I couldn't get in. And so finally, I got there early enough, parked, went and saw the show, and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, this is great." And then, um, oh, what? Oh, I went there, and you know, the next week, I was like, "Man, there's parking so good." And it's like, "Oh, this business doesn't exist. Oh, no. This business is closed." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, well, crap." And so, uh, yeah, but yeah, they're they're great. I like I like Brendan's uh, stuff, Brendan and Duncan Carson. Yeah, 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 and. Every time I've gone since it's been at the fallout, this that's one of the shows where they're bringing oh. in more chairs. That's an oh yeah, that is show. That is a that that they're full. probably. I think that Fallout Theater is in the perfect location for what for the audience that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not. Um, if it was if it was fifty percent bigger, <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah, but I mean. With that space, it's like, it's perfect. It's in, you know, you've got the basement style and, and yeah. everything. Like, the only way you could make it bigger is if you, like, kicked the masons out and went up a floor. Yeah. And it's like, then what do you do? Then you've got, like, a comedy <laughs> cellar. Uh, what's the room around the corner from the comedy cellar? There's, cause, I've in, never been. It, sorry. In New York, there's a, there's like one, there's on one side of the street. I went there, I went to New York for the first time last year what? and I was, I was there for a, a, this, uh, tech conference thing, but, on one side of the street is the comedy cellar door, and then around the corner is the other venue. And so, like, one's in the basement and one's, like, on the ground floor. Okay. And anyway, that, it's cool, but I feel like that wouldn't be the vibe. You, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want, I feel like that would be really weird if you went and you're like, oh, well, I want to go to Fallout. And it's like, well, do you want to go to Fallout or do you want to go to Fallout Lounge? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, the lounge is the second story that has, like, yeah. I, anyway, <laughs> I just, I, I, I love Fallout and it's, it's just whenever it gets full, it gets full. Yeah. And so it sometimes gets a little, anyway, I get overwhelmed <laughs> in big, in, in, in intense, uh, super packed spots like that. Well, I, I, I get the sense that you don't want to talk trash, uh, or, you know, get into drama, but I thought, you know, as, oh, as, yeah, as comedy geeks There's of the Austin of scene, I thought we'd, we'd dip our toes into a few things. Sure. Um, so, uh, as, a, a as a segue, yes, there are a couple of things going on. Uh, some I don't think I'm going to touch, and others, uh, it has just been such a hilarious fodder for the comics. This uh, oh, daily yeah. open. Oh, I don't know if I should mention it. 
you know. I I know I know. There's a there was a pay, there's a there is a the open mic drama. Yeah. 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 And what was really funny is, uh, so Comedy Wham is, I think now we kind of think of ourselves as we're a website. And on the website, you can now access different, sorry for saying it this way, different content. Uh, we, we obviously release a podcast and we release an article that goes along with that podcast episode, but... Uh, we wanted to try something new and he never gets named, but Richard Goodwin is the uh, web genius behind uh, comedywham.com. And uh, he had no idea when he and I started becoming friends, <laughs> all the things that I would drag him into. <laughs> um, but every year we've kind of added something. And Add last year, yeah. last year, it had been my dream to do a live show version and, you know, bless their hearts, fallout yeah. had us. And it was a, a Chris great, Cubis, right? yep, Chris Cubis, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Karina Magyar mm-hmm. and uh, Aaron Brooks before he, yeah. he left us. And this year we were thinking, well, it'd be kind of cool if we could do a calendar feature. But being very mindful of last gas and very mm-hmm. respectful of uh, Karina's efforts over the years, I didn't want to pursue that unless I got her blessing. And uh, I, I wrote to her saying, you know, I, we'd, we kind of want to expand. We're thinking about this, but we wa- would want to do something different from last gas so that it wouldn't feel like stepping on, on your toes. And she's like, I mean, to paraphrase, her response was, oh, I'm done. You want it? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, wow. So in December, we, you know, we were doing a lot of behind the scenes work. And in December, we rolled out this events feature. Mm -hmm. And we have been, I have been so overwhelmed. So Richard is the brains behind making that happen. Uh, he has made it easy for me to be able to help with posting avan- mm-hmm. events, but without him, this wouldn't exist. And I have been so overwhelmed uh, by people who have stopped me, comics who have stopped me and said, oh, you're the one with the the, the, the comedy wham yeah. events calendar. And it's like people are noticing. And yeah. whenever I nudge people to do the submission of the events, it's great. Uh, people find it easy. So it's awesome. So this was a very long winded way to say. So when that paid mic thing came up, mm, you yeah. know, I was doing these little jabs about, Oh, but you can find a whole listing of free open mm-hmm. mics. All right. And, you know, of course it backfires in a way because the guy behind it, he submits. It's paid Mike for the calendar. It's like, no. <laughs> so it's like this ethical dilemma. And there's a few comics in town that I'll usually tap their shoulder when I need kind of a moral compass thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, Richard and I talked about it a lot. And we decided, you know, we understand the the vitriol that's happening among, because the scene isn't there. We're not in New York. We're not in L.A. And Austin has a great scene, though. It does have a great scene. But it's not an, it's not so hard to get stage time that oh, this is yeah. what you need to do. Oh, is, yeah. There's, there's not, it's, the, the, the guy just, should have done his research homework, on the market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I was just like, I always, I get, 
I don't know. I don't want to say defensive, but I always get like kind of. I get kind of like my uh, get my 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 shield ready. Yeah, you know, yeah, whenever yeah. it's like the Austin C is is great, and it's just so vibrant, and there's so much yeah. going on that it's, I'm just like anytime it's like the scene's not there, it's like man, yeah. you know the yeah. There's there's a lot here. So anyway, yeah, sorry, but yeah. yeah, he he clearly didn't do his research yeah. into the marketplace. So we the decision that that Richard and I made was we would post it. But because we knew what was going on with the scene and what the comics were saying, who knew the scene, um, we told the guy, we're only going to, because we can make an event recurring. And we said, we're only going to make it recurring for a month because we want the producers of brand new mics to come back to us and say, yep, this one looks like it's got legs. Let's extend the recurrence. And within a day or so, he wrote back saying, because we told, we said, uh-huh. we'll post it, but it's only going to be up a month. He wrote back saying, you know what? We're kind of tinkering with the formula. Can you pull it down? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, the market spoke. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I think that there's, there's always, the, the, the problem, I, I think that it's easy to criticize uh, people and to get, and to feel, uh, to, to like throw, throw stones or be kind of like it's 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 not always easy to be mean but it usually it's usually easier to be mean <laughs> and i've been i've been practicing being mean christina Parrish has been training me on how to oh. be mean slowly but surely uh so fuck you uh but <laughs> no i kid i'm just kidding i'm it's sorry it's funny that you but, whispered it in a way that implies you're not mean at all <laughs> but uh but the <laughs> but uh uh I think that one of the things that's great is it's like you want to be open to to people trying new shows and yes. putting new things out there. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I want to have a show that's, you know, like, you know, I don't know, a butter themed, you know, yeah. biscuit show or something. And it's like, right. and it's like, OK, sure. <laughs> you know, nobody it's like you want to be. And so you want to be supportive of that. But at the same time, when someone comes up, if they have an idea that just rubs you the wrong way, it's like, how do you you've got to kind of like try and balance out it's like okay well you know that because i totally understand some people's point of view where it's like you know what if somebody wants to put on a show that no one's going to go to just just let them put on the show that no one's going to go to um but the thing is that i think that was the reason that people were upset about this is because there's lots of new people that come into town and they're like well where can i go what can i find and if they would have found this one they would have been like oh is this what and usually it's like whatever your first experience is that's kind of what you learn so I don't know. I could see both sides of it. Yeah. I definitely uh, uh, think that uh, in this, like New York's or LA's where you pay, mm-hmm. you know, like um, when I went, I went to, uh, I went to New, when I was in New York, I went to a couple of open mics that were like in like Manhattan kind of down, down that way. Yeah. And it was like, man, those, those places, it was like, Hey, are you going to, do you want to go up? I was like, uh, oh, uh, no, okay. Well, you you can go in for free. It's like, well, what if I want to go up? Well, it's like, oh. well, it's five bucks for five minutes, or mm-hmm. or or something like that. And it was like, oh man. Yeah. And then I went, and it was like the audience was. It was like it was like twelve comics and like basically like a closet. They had a fan, they had a fan in the back and a guy with like a a, a karaoke mic and he <laughs> and everybody went up and they just told their jokes and yeah. it was like it was a decent open mic, but it was like, oh, this is just the way that it. This is just the standard operating procedure mm-hmm. there, and so I don't, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to talk trash about anybody, but I, th- I do yeah. think that that was probably a poorly, uh, a poor, that uh, was a, it's a, it was a poorly researched concept. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I mean, had he spent more time talking to people to find out, okay, what yeah. are the needs? Cause I thought that the podcast studio was a great idea because I think oh, a lot yeah. of people struggle, uh, with, you know, the, getting access to the to the equipment and a dedicated think, space. And... Well, I think that's where the Austin Film Society can kind of come in. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's or, uh What is it? Who is it? The yeah, Austin Film Society. So with AFS, uh-huh. um, I'd, I'd have to look up the the site real quick. But um, AFS, if you go there, they have um, there you have in one of their membership chairs. There's like a a studio. And you can like take a training class and then rent out for low cost, low yeah. lower cost. Like you can rent out, like you take a training course to know how to operate the camera, yeah. and then you can rent the camera. Or huh. there's a podcast studio. You take the training course, you go oh. through it, and then you can you can rent a space, and it's like it's a it's a sound studio. And so, I, huh. anyway, that's cool. Okay. It's something that I think that it's a really cool idea. But yeah. where the calendar and kind of ties back into comedy wham mm-hmm. is that the uh getting the information to people that need it mm-hmm. and marketing and and that kind of stuff is so hard because it takes someone that's really good at marketing probably is tired of doing marketing whenever it's like not their main job yeah. and, and so it's like okay well how do you get marketing and how do you get someone that's good at marketing it's also good at that also wants to and so it's just getting mm-hmm. all the pieces the pieces exist but getting them all together is a is a big yeah. ask. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's where I think the Comedy Wham calendar is great because it's if you have a central place people can go that's not tied to like Facebook or Instagram or uh, like do five one two super popular, but it's yeah. like this giant do do or dot do LLC kind of thing. They right. they exist all over the country, and yeah. since they're so huge, it's kind of like uh, uh anyway. I yeah. it's like I would much rather trust a local place that has a uh, that has a calendar that's maintained then right and that was one of the things i remember in our one of our initial posts about taking taking over the the calendar feature is yes you can you can get this information from facebook and do 512 but we actually care <laughs> about exactly right scene. you know this is uh this has been a, a labor of love for for years and years and so it's not you know, because I, I, I produce a show now and trying to get a show posted on Do 512 is jumping quite a lot of hoops. And sometimes from one person to the other, you don't even know which hoop you have to jump. And so it's very frustrating. Um, and we think our our event submission process is pretty straightforward. And, you know, so far, nobody, I, I mean, not yeah. to my face. And maybe they wouldn't to my face. So far, I haven't heard complaints about, you know, well, the way we. Well, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, for me anyway, I, it's like, since I'm just kind of, cons- I feel I'm, I'm a consumer, you know. And so since I'm consuming so stuff, it's like, yeah. I want to try and give feedback and and be as supportive as i can it's like i want i think everybody that that does this is great and it's like oh man you know uh i just it's just this there's anyway there's there's personal barriers that i have that are like oh you know this is really cool and it's just for me i don't want to ever like 
cross, you know, I don't want to ever insult anybody <laughs> or, de- or, 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 uh, reduce or remove any incentive somebody has, or if they're, if they want to do something, you know, it's like, yeah. go for it. Like, uh, sandbox really kind of in, <laughs> kind yeah, of, right. kind of uh, instilled that in me where it's yeah. like, you know what? It's, it's any okay. any comedy show or any performance that you're seeing live that's mm-hmm. a live performance it's like it's op- you know they're put you know they're putting something out there and if you're open to it you can really appreciate and enjoy it and you'll yeah. enjoy it a lot more if you're just open to the experience yeah you know um you have people in the scene who want you to do comedy oh uh, sometimes I- sometimes it's like it's one of those things uh several well maybe a year or two ago um not even that long, but um, I used to take like no, I used, when I was first getting into it, I used to take notes like crazy. Like I carried really? a little notebook around, and I would just keep track. I'd be like, "Who did I see? Where did I see him? What was their good joke? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what was their?" And it got to the point where it was like I could just like write down like se- I would just re like write down set lists from different people yeah. and be like, "Oh yeah, you know." And then and then uh, when I'd run into somebody, that's the question I I, I want to ask oh, you yeah. about. That I couldn't remember earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, since you see sets over and over uh-huh. and over again, yeah. are you, cause I, I have been the type where you notice little nuanced changes for a joke you might have been hearing for a year or oh, two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's one, that's the, uh, that's, that's why I, uh, when I went, to, when I was going to Playpen, so I was, I was going there to see, Sandbox, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. playpen! It's the open mic before yeah. the Tuesday show, the Tuesday late show." And I was like, "Oh!" And I would go there, and it was like, "Oh, this is so great!" Because you'd see people, and they'd perform, and they'd do a set, and then you'd see, you know, like come back, and they'd do it, and there's there's slight changes, and then you know. And, and for the record, the, for playpen, technically, you're supposed to bring a brand yeah. new joke. Uh, yeah, technically, I'm not. <laughs> Hey, uh, not since uh, Elizabeth Spears and, and Nikita were hosting that show have I, uh, have I, I it's like, the, that's the concept of the of yeah. the open mic. But but in general, the op- if you go to open mics, or if you just follow somebody around enough, you'll oh. notice nuances in the joke. Like, um, uh, some people, what's, what I think is fun is some people will have, will try different numbers of things. So like... Uh, it's like, uh, I don't want to ruin anybody's joke. So I'll just say, somebody might come up and say, you know, they'll be telling the joke and they'll be saying that there are an even number of things. Uh-huh. And then they'll change it to where there's an odd number of things and people will laugh more. And it's huh. like, why, why is it more funny? <laughs> and it's, and it, and again, where this, where it comes from is I'm just trying, I'm trying to understand, I was trying to, I'm trying to understand, how does this work? Why yeah. is this funnier than that? And I think a lot of people are asking the same thing. Is, well, why did this make people laugh more than yeah. that make people laugh? You know, like, um, uh, I'm trying to, it's, it's, it's like you don't want to mess anybody's, yeah. I don't want to step on anybody's jokes. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the, uh, well, here's, here's one. Danny Goodwin's a great, uh, local guy and he yeah. has a, a, an intro that like everybody knows everybody and loves. Everybody knows it. And so, what I love is whenever so uh part of part of the intro is he grabs the microphone stand and he sets it back and he sets it back in a dramatic way. Uh-huh. So whenever there's a show where there's no microphone stand or the stand's missing 
or it's just a piece of garden, so it's going to fall apart. And uh-huh. so he's like, he, he goes to set it down, and it's like, it, and it's he has to do it differently. Uh-huh. It's like I love it. Or there was a uh, this you would have you would have loved this. Uh, it was a there was a pop up show at the Velve. So at the Velveeta Room on Friday nights, the there's a nine o'clock show, mm-hmm. and then there's an eleven o'clock show. On the Friday night 11 o'clock show, that's a pop-up show. So it's rotating and it changes and it's like whoever has an idea, they bring it to Pat and they get yeah. to do it. So this show was a show where the comic goes up on stage and performs and the on the screen behind them is a thing they do, oh. a, t- a trait they do or a tick <laughs> they have. And then the if the... Uh, comedian guesses it they if the comedian guesses it they win yeah. you know whatever the winning show, is right? yeah it was yeah. a Megan after party. show yeah yeah um i don't know is it after party i thought it was it might i don't know if it's after party okay. but May, megan tuesday i think was was doing it yeah. so uh, she's now the host of playpen at fallout right, I think. right right yeah so she's great so um this show so anyway what was great was because it was it was so fun because they would be like oh when they cross their arms uh-huh. or um or the way they grip the microphone or something like that. And it's neat because after that show, it was like, oh, and these are like, uh, Carlton Wilcoxon's great, but there was, oh, it was like, the one for him was, I think, like when he touches the back of his head or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was like, he knew, he, he knew it right away. Uh-huh. Like as soon, <laughs> the first time he was like, oh, he knew what it was. But, um, but then you see the people that are on the show afterwards, uh-huh. they, um, it was like, oh, they're now aware of this thing and it's like and so it's oh. fun then it just it adds it adds a little spice to it because now you've got some you know someone's performing they're trying to do it the best they can uh-huh. and then it's like oh people notice that i did this thing uh-huh. and so then they don't do it as much so like yeah. uh probably like two of the two of the people that i'm thinking of on that were on that show they went on and i watched them they're you know i see them you know a uh-huh. couple times you know once yeah. a week or something and they change they stopped doing that behavior oh, or they reduced that behavior uh-huh. and so it was neat because it's like oh you know that's not actually part of the that was just a habit or something yeah. and so uh that's fun the nuance of things like people changing like the cities or the way they say things mm-hmm. um people who are from different states they have different ways of saying particular words and then as they say the word a bunch in texas it's uh-huh. like they get more texasy <laughs> and so and so that's kind of that's that's yeah. uh, sorry that's really fun uh-huh. um but yeah it's definitely where you where you watch and you're like okay how did you change it and it's like oh okay um it's like uh going from more to least specific, you know, it's like my second grade teacher well just my elementary school teacher or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's yeah. like oh okay okay yeah. and so, i don't know sometimes it's like anyway it's just very fun but yeah, yeah i do I, I i follow that i used to follow that much more closely um because, like I said, I would keep notes and be like, oh, well, what happened here and what happened here mm-hmm. and try and keep up with it. But what I um, – I, I hate that I, I've got so many references this, but <laughs> in, the, in the, the trip when I went to New York, the reason that I remember the Comedy Cellar thing is because I bought a ticket to go to a show. And I bought the ticket and I, I went to the cellar. That I was supposed to go to the other one. It's like it's the around the corner. I'm I'm a bad not Austin comedy person. I'm like I don't know anybody. <laughs> out. If you're not from Austin, go to hell. So, yeah. um, so I went around. So anyway, I waited and I was wrong. So I yeah. had to go around the corner. But when I got in there, I plumbed. No, I was like I started to write down like who I was gonna mm-hmm. see and what day it was, and I was writing it down. And they came and told me that I couldn't do that. 
Oh. And so they told me that I couldn't take notes during a, a show. And I was like, oh. And so I was like, oh, okay. And sure enough, it was like at other shows, it was like, it was kind of this thing where it was like, if you had, if you were, if you were trying to take notes, it was, it was like, um, I guess maybe because the, it's like, the, is it's like more valuable or something? I'm not sure. Cause it's, it's definitely one of those things where people, st- you know, there, there are people that steal jokes, but it's like, in Austin, it's like, if you stole somebody's joke, you'd kind of, you usually can tell, you know, you can yeah, tell. Yeah. It's like, but then there's piranha where you can sell your joke. So it's like, eh, there's outlets, yeah. you know, people sell jokes all the time. And so anyway, that was, uh, because I stopped taking, yeah. when I stopped taking notes, I started noticing the new, the differences, but I don't have the database uh, of specific yeah. changes, which I would love to have. But at the same time, I, I understand that it's kind of this thing where it's like, it's not my property to like yeah, maintain that yeah. kind of Data. It might be an industry thing too. That there is industry in New York, and there are people that, especially at the seller, you have people that oh, drop in, and maybe yeah. they're preparing material for, you know, for a special, and so they're they're mindful of. Yeah, they don't want to. Yeah, it's like this yeah. is this is unreleased material. Yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. Um, we're gonna start working on Sorry. winding. No, why? <laughs> I, I, I ran. I feel like I went too long. <laughs> no, um, I. I I want to uh, toot our little horn a little bit. You are a listener. Mm-hmm. Have you listened from the very beginning? Mm, no, close? not from the very beginning. Because I listened, um, I've listened for a while. But the thing that the the thing that gets me is it's like I'll listen. How do I put this without being? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always trained to not. I don't want to ever be the. You're so nice. It's 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 important to just kind of like you know put on you know love everybody. Yeah. Um, but um, I will see who's on and then decide like I'm like hmm, how much more do I want to know about this person? Mm. Uh, kind of like a Pat Dean had an old podcast. It's defunct. Good luck finding any old episodes yeah. called Storyfellers. Yeah, and that was fantastic mm-hmm. because that was like. You would find, you know, it was like, oh, if you wanted to know more, you know, if you, you right. would just consume them and you're like, oh, that's so good. And, you, and people that weren't comics, just any random person could tell a story. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, he's really good at getting people to talk and get that out. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry. That's not a nice, <laughs> that's, that's not necessarily the nicest way to put that. I usually, I see, okay, who's on? Like George uh-huh. Anthony's on. It's like, oh, I'm going to listen to that a couple of uh-huh. times, you know, it's just, and so, yeah, so I've listened for a while and I go back and I look and see, oh, did I miss somebody? And it's like, oh, like, yeah, I want to hear what they had to yeah. say. So, yeah, I've listened to a lot of episodes. So do you have a favorite or some that stand out in your mind uh, that were surprising or, or you learned something that you wouldn't have thought or, you know, something unique? Mm-hmm. That's a good question because that makes it more, I think, I think that... Matt Bearden interviews are always like my, are the ones that I like to listen to mm-hmm. because he has a way, I guess since it's his job, he has a way on yeah. the, he has a good, he has a great, uh, job on the microphone mm-hmm. and explaining things and sharing history and giving context and, uh, uh, providing, uh, uh good work, you know, <laughs> anyway, I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, I really liked the I liked the live episode with Karina because I was in the audience on yeah. that one, and that was 
that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really liked that because I thought that was it was nice. It was the people who are most private are the most interesting to hear mm-hmm. their story because it's like okay, I want their they've got a specific like all right, this is the I've cleaned up my living room. You can come in and uh-huh. sit here, but you, you know don't <laughs> you know don't go digging through any you yeah. know don't open the closet door or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, sorry, I don't. I don't think I have a, a specific, like, uh, nuance or anything. I always like it when the cat makes an appearance. Yes. That's always. <laughs> I am surprised that she actually scurried off because you are the first interview since her return. Yeah. Um, and it's been quite an emotional thing. And uh, I just, uh, because this is going to, uh, th- there's an interview that's going to come out after your episode with Colton Dowling, which was like, he really had hoped he could be a hero because he, oh. <laughs> he came out last, last weekend and he thought he had spotted her in the parking lot oh. and he really wanted to be the hero. But that, that episode is one where in the introduction I say, she's missing, come home. And the <laughs> people could probably, people that listen regularly could probably hear like my tone. Yeah. It's, it's and very stressful. My, uh, when, when I, told my son because i picked him up from swim practice he knew instantly that something had changed because my mood was just like 180 degrees different. oh that's so good and i could just feel like the, the pep in my step uh and just you know i feel so much lighter oh. and she's been super super needy of course because oh. she's yeah. She's gone 13 days yeah you were really yeah that's really lucky yeah condolences to michael parks his his cat passed away oh. uh, yesterday oh man that's so sad that's oh. why i was so sad i was like i was excited to tell him about about your cat oh. being found but then i was like it's like oh man i'm sorry oh. to hear about your your cat so i was like oh man oh. that's a bummer yeah but, i mean I, i'm gonna need the entire city of austin to rally around me when she decides you know she's done with life because oh. i've just been overwhelmed at how how responsive and supportive and happy people were when i no, yeah, Austin's was, a big pet town. Yeah. That's for sure. It's like, yeah, uh, it seems like there's seasons for jokes, and and uh, coming up in the spring will be the season for pet jokes again, and yeah. it'll be kind of it's like, oh man, everybody, <laughs> everyone's got some. It's like, well, I did a joke based on her dis- disappearance, but now I can put a you know nice little ribbon. Yeah, you can on be like, it. yeah, yeah, you can just pretend like that happened. You know, like right. Uh, <laughs> there's so many, there's so many great jokes where it's like, it's. Uh, that was that was my that was uh that was probably one of my favorite comedy revelations that that happened because since I came to it just so recently uh-huh. was uh, I was watching uh, I had ta- been talking to somebody before a show and they uh-huh. were so happy and everything they were normal and they got up and they told this like sad story and it was just like they were they had had this whole bit you know about like how how depressed they were and how they're, you know, they're, mm-hmm. it's like they're depressed, you know, their boyfriend doesn't love them, blah, blah. And then it's like, and then you talk to and it's like, oh yeah, this is like a performative yeah. art. And it's so, and so it's yeah. just, so th- then it's like, okay. And so, and with that, it's like, oh, all right. Yeah. You can take things that are traumatic, like, you know, your cat going missing yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I'm going to, you can have a joke about it. And yeah. it sits in this nice little compartment of, of time and space where it's like, okay, I can feel these feelings and then come mm-hmm. back out of it. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's just uh, something I, I think is really magical about 
live performance. And I think something about that is why I got, I was interested in starting the podcast is because I wanted to people, I wanted to get to know the people's lives off stage because I was, whatever they were saying on stage was, was hilarious, funny, and you know, you get a mix. Some people are just, they're one liner only Mm -hmm. and others are, you know, I'm going to tell you something from straight from my life. Um, Yeah. And they try and change it up or make it. Yeah. And so I wanted to find out, you know, what is, what is the, the backstory? So, um. Oh yeah. There's, there's amazing storytellers. These, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, if you haven't seen or heard, uh, Simply Courtney, he, he does some, he has some great stories. He's yeah. a great storyteller and he's good comedy. Yeah. I, I have anyway, not seen him I live just, in a long time. I was just like, I was like, oh man, when I think of, there's a story about like being a father, I think. And I was just like, man, this is so good. Hmm. And I was just, anyway, it's just, it's always neat. There's so many talented people in Austin and it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, and then they, they, Austin, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you were trying to wrap up, but it's like, <laughs> Austin is just, it's bursting with comedy. So it's like, it's like comedy is forcing its way into like round rock and Leander Lake and stuff Way, like that. Yeah. Here. Lakeway. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah, got a show, show in Lakeway yes. and it's like, or like uh, uh, Shannon uh, Mugrave has, uh-huh. a, they, there's like in Maynard, there's a show out that way yeah. and there's like stuff here and it's like, and it's like you see people and it's like, oh man, you know, and you, you get to see like, it's like, oh wow, you know, Lando Shepard's headlining here or, mm-hmm. or doing this and it's like, oh man, I want to go out to this. <laughs> it's like, I guess I'm going to have to drive out to the suburbs yeah. to see a comic <laughs> show. And so anyway, I just was like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah. So since this episode is coming out uh, still early in 2020, who are some people that you really want to hear from? Like, simply is, is on my radar. He's, yeah, he's going to be great. coming up um, hopefully before the summertime. But we get we get uh, overwhelmed when South By comes oh, through yeah. and then, of course, Moon Tower. So that changes up the, the, oh, the podcast yeah. schedule. But um, there's... What okay? Let tell me who are some people that you think Comedy Wham needs to talk to, and what are some of your favorite shows that you're most newer shows that you're oh, okay. super excited about? Um. All right, so I think that uh, <laughs> there's so many people. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I know. I was if thinking. I, he if might I don't, not want to do. That. I don't want to. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I I love everybody. I'm not trying to crap on anybody, but I think that like. People to watch for sure. Like, um, I'd be really interested. Like, uh, um, well, hold on. Do you have you had John on? John John Raven. I have. He's he's amazing. I was just trying to think about. I was like, man, I haven't seen his him on this. Sh- I haven't. How long ago was he on? It might be a year and a half by now. Okay. Yeah. It's been, okay. It's been a minute. Yeah. Okay. I'll go back and listen to it because I was like, man, who would I want to hear great. their story? Yeah. Um, but like. I would love to hear like so uh, that you didn't so like Lando Shepard would be was is great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Candice Medina has been doing really good lately. Yeah. Um, uh, um, oh, he's not in town. Um, uh, there's uh, oh shucks, I, I got to make sure that I don't I don't want to be like oh yeah you should do this guy you did last week. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm that, I'm like oh man. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, I think you did Chris Hills already. Yeah. Um, um, other people. Um, oh, uh, Kat Struble is a good up and coming person. Her and Ashley Sharma have been doing, 
uh, good stuff I lately. Seen their names pop up. Um, yeah, uh, they're they're pretty funny. Um, uh, who's else is somebody that's I've not seen around lately? I feel bad because I'm like, I'm like, oh no, I don't this is going to be. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't want. I, I'm like. I'm like, oh man, hold on. Let well, me then go. We can switch to shows. Yeah. How about so shows? shows. If we talk about shows, <laughs> uh, shows shows are great because they pop up and go, you know, and stuff uh-huh. like that. So there's a show called High Priestess that Angelina Martin does. That's yeah. uh, that's uh, really rad. There's you know tarot readings and stuff like oh that. My God. So it's, I have to tell you. Yeah, this, go ahead. So she submitted for her. I think her show was maybe last night. Yeah, it was last night. It was so on. So she yeah. submitted and she put and I. I mean, I love Angelina. I've had her on. Uh, she put recurrence, yes, every full moon. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to write her. I said, we don't have that option. <laughs> so, oh, please just tell us when your next show is. <laughs> like, that is such an Angelina, you know. Oh, it's great. I love obviously it. Obviously, it's tied into the, the concept yeah. of High Priestess. But I'm like, this is such an Angelina moment to, you know. Recurs on oh, the full yeah. moon. Oh yeah, it's great that that's a really cool. That's a cool show. That's a cool uh, uh, concept. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really neat. Yeah. Um. Uh, the show that uh, the show that Garrett Bus does. Oh yeah, if you haven't done Garrett Bus, he'd be really neat too. He's, He's done. See, that's why I need to look at. I need a list. I should have been well, like. Well, you know, say, podcast players. Well, it's, I don't have it in front of me. That's the thing is I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just list everybody I know because I just want to hear, I just want to consume yeah. all of their their stories. Yeah. Uh, except. And yeah, he was some, great because it was right before he was handed the keys. You know, yeah. Or now it's yeah. Exploratorium. It's yeah. Not, Exploratorium yeah. is, is a show. It's, it's, it's a similar show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good show. That's, um, there's shows that are, that are happening outside of austin that i that i've i'm really curious about seeing mm-hmm. but it's like how do i how do i it's like how do you fit this is some how do you fit a show in round rock or in in lakeway yeah. how do you go from the show there yeah. to downtown yeah and so a lot of times i'm stuck going well how can i go i can go east and west like like a Bone rattle and ground floor down over there mm-hmm. at the Volstead and, and uh, Hotel Vegas, and it's like, oh, okay, those guys are close. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh, uh, I think Gutbusters is a show that that uh, it's been around for a while, mm-hmm. and it really, it's it's, I've been that show doesn't get near as much love as it should because it's there's all there's great people on that show. Yeah. There's tons of parking. There's beer. <laughs> it's it's like it has all the ingredients, and yeah. it's like just go see that show. Yeah. And so it's like it's not necessarily a new show, but it's definitely a show I think that needs more people. Um, uh, that's those are those are kind of my like, hey, if you're gonna go see a show, you should go see this. Yeah. Uh, s- several shows seem to like have dropped. You know, their shows they dropped off. You know, like Low and Inside. I think is a baseball themed show. So well, I know it's a baseball themed show, but I think it's it's on this hiatus because it's right. like baseball's over. Yeah. And it's like, oh man! And so I was like, okay, well, my favorite things are like uh, uh, the favorite, the cool things that are happening that that I guess we that aren't like super out there. Is there's uh, shows happening at Spider House Ballroom again? Yes. And uh, so one of the shows, one of my favorite shows in the world, is a, a show called Chip Show that Christina Parrish does, and it's themed around uh, chips, like potato chips, 
corn chips, whatever, just crisps, you know, yeah. anything that's a chip from all around the world. And they get passed around the audience, and you just can try them, and the comics come on stage, and there's inflatable things. Yeah. That show is amazing. you got to go check it out. Uh, the show Slap Bracelet is a show that happens at uh, Barrel? at Barrel of Fun, which is in Mueller Development, next mm-hmm. in the Alamo Draft House. And that show uh, kicks butt. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, if I, it's like I just I'm like man, it's without the calendar. That's where the calendar comes in because so many events. There's not like a good centralized spot, and so I've been struggling lately with finding shows yeah. that aren't because you once you get if if you're listening to this, you're probably already like a regular comedy fan mm-hmm. most of the time, but. If once you get a set routine, and in Austin, it's like once you have your Monday, Tuesday, you have your Monday, Monday nights, Spider House Ballroom, you know, go see show. And so it's, yep, Monday, Tuesday, you either see Punch or you go see, uh, uh, something. You can go see Punch, you can go see, you go to Cherwood Open Mic, uh, you can go see, uh, Radio Coffee, you know, you go down mm-hmm. to Radio Coffee. You, there's lots of places you can go, but you have your set thing. And then Wednesday, uh, you know, you have your shows, and it's like, by the time you get the only there's you just what happens is you have this schedule and without a calendar or some kind of feature it's hard mm-hmm. to say oh well, where else should I go what else should I do how yeah. how do you prioritize it um, but uh, definitely think um, that uh, the slap bracelet I think that uh, the chip show and um, glow show glow show isn't new but it's it's been moving around yeah and that show's always super fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it? I'm trying to... There's a show I went to. Sorry, that's dead air. That's not <laughs> even good. Uh, let's just say that... Uh, let's just say that what I do, the way that I the way that I pick what I'm going to do in the morning is I have my Google Calendar send me an email at 5 o'clock in the morning that has a all the things that are on an entry for the Comedy Wham calendar. Um, wow. And then I go through and I look at that. And then I go look up those shows uh-huh. and see who's on them. And then uh, if I look at the lineup and I decide it's like, because I'd like to see new people, but I see, okay, who who have I not seen in a minute? Who have I seen? Yeah. Um, where is it? What are the specials? And just kind of like ca- do the calculate, calculate sure. it there. Um, but, uh, but definitely would recommend like the chip show and the. Uh, yeah. And slap bracelet. Those are the newer, the newest shows that I would say are like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to go see this. And then you know, Gutbusters definitely needs. <laughs> I, I don't want to say definitely, but but it's like you could totally go see that show and then still make it in time for the Valve yeah. open mic if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. very good. All right, well, we <laughs> have to we I've, have I've to wrap gone up. Too long. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to throw your closing question at you. Yeah, uh, one word to describe your future. Oh, I think that's, uh, uh, I think we're going to have to go with, free. Free? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, uh, to free myself from all the different things, you know, there's lots of different things that you kind of tie yourself to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been working on freeing, like, you know, free your mind and don't, you know, don't, don't, don't get stuck thinking mm-hmm. the same way. And that's, that's one thing. Yeah. But then there's also like, oh, what, what other things are you binding yourself to that you don't really need to mm-hmm. or that are just useless? And, 
and just, you know, just laugh at life, you know? So that's, so, yeah. Very good. So that would be not free time, but just free. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham! Presents Marcus Wilson. Tell us where we can find you. You've made it very easy on social media to find you. So, yeah. uh, and you don't have to, prom- I mean, you could, you, I think you've already promoted shows. Yeah, I don't uh, have a show. <laughs> I just, I'm, uh, I'm, my, my name is, I've got an anagram for my name. Uh, and it's like, so on Twitter, Instagram, I'm asked, or on all of the, like, not for, like, the, the Big bad evil corporate enterprise. <laughs> all the all the big corporate enterprise uh-huh. ones. It's I'm usually cranium slows, and then uh, on the free stuff like on Mastodon and 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 uh, on uh, Pixel Feed and stuff like that. I'm I'm uh, I use my initials just M N W. So, I don't even know those sites. So. Yeah, it's exactly it's because I'm a nerd. So these these are but those are anyway. But if you just go to if you just go to uh, mnw.sdf.org, you'll, which is Mike Nancy Whiskey. Sierra Delta Foxtrot.com. You would see, uh, that's like got links to all of the different things. Okay. Very good. Uh, and, and if you see Marcus at a show, go say hi. He is the friendliest, kindest person. Uh, so please feel free. Feel free to yeah. uh, say hi. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you now. Yeah, um, if you heard my hear me on this or hear me on well, <laughs> my way too high Lanolax episode, <laughs> you know, let me know. Very good. We hope you've enjoyed learning about how Marcus got to be the fan genius that you heard today just as much as I have. This has been Comedy Wham! Presents Marcus Wilson. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs>